On this week's episode of Read, Watch, or DNF, we continue limping behind Bella and her awkward reactions to everything anyone says. So much more angst in this one than the last one, so if you listened last week, just be prepared. Breakups are the absolute end of the world, and we ask the question, why did we do this to ourselves, Mel? Why? I, I don't know. It's, it was terrible. Don't, don't make these types of decisions strong. Yeah. Also, how much did it suck for all of those poor, poor wolves, the pack, to film shirtless in Vancouver? I did some research and it started filming in March and the lows go down to the low to mid 40s at that time. Gross. Yep. Gross. Mm-hmm. Content warning for this one. Uh, first of all, more Kristen Stewart. So we have to struggle through that. But also, seriously, there is some reference to suicide and we just want anybody who is listening listening who is struggling with hard times if you don't feel like you can you you can reach out there is somebody who wants to listen to you so please 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 talk to somebody welcome back everybody mel b and jackie d here uh we are continuing our poorly thought out twilight month um I don't really know what part of us thought this was going to be fun at all. It's been quite torturous and horrendous. I I looked at it more as a kind of rip the bandaid off. We knew it was going to have to happen eventually, so we might as well get it over with. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's this isn't really like a bandaid. It's turning out to be like we are trying to chew through a cast. Fair enough. You know, instead of going to the orthopedic surgeon and having it, you know, sawed off, we are just ripping into it with our teeth and dull scissors um, and like the steak knife that's old and at the back of the drawer. Yeah. That's what this month is. is the one into. with the wooden handle that's kind of wobbly. Yes, that's wiggly. Yeah. 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 That's what this is. Mm-hmm. Um so, but funny enough, uh, it seems to be that people are enjoying it. Our last episode, we did Twilight, the first of the saga, and uh, we are a little bit behind this recording week. We have some stuff going on, um, work, and I got a new car, you know, just life, life, because remember, we are adults, we are working mothers, uh, and we do this for fun. And we were like, you know what? We're a small, small podcast. Nobody really listens to us. It's okay. We'll just record later in the week. And then we didn't launch on time for this episode. And people are messaging us. Okay. And we are sorry. We will never let this happen again. (laughs) So at that point, (laughs) I mean, for those of you who are listening and care, uh, like, follow, share, you know, give us five stars if you think we deserve it. And, uh, We'll continue on because even though this month is turning out to be fucking awful, we're still having fun. <laughs> still having fun. Yep. Uh, and on that note, our F bombs this week are going out to our daughters. We have several teenage daughters, a couple of them, actually, a few of them, 15, 
All right. Uh, and having them watch these movies with us is hilarious. And um, we, we hope that they, you know, make good decisions and they don't do Bella things, which we're about to talk about. Young, young ladies out there, don't lose yourself to a man yeah. or boy. No. Rather. Or especially two of them. First, gross. Second, no. Stop. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. So let's talk about what we're drinking then. We uh, <laughs> we went full into it this week because this episode deserves a special drink. Jackie, why don't you tell them what we're drinking? So we are drinking a, uh, what is it, a Black Widow Sunrise? Sunset. A sunset. There's Sorry. no sunrise Sorry. here. Oh, no, no, there is definitely no sunrise here. It is a Black Widow Sunset. I like to think of it as a super emo black spin on a martini. The recipe originally calls for rum. We are doing this with vodka. And uh, it is uh, because we're just really feeling the moody melodrama of this book. And also our parents hate us. And life is so unfair. So unfair. So unfair. As I flick my like combed over bangs out of yes. my eyes. Yes. And my bangs. black black hair and my super overdone black eyeliner. Because that is the mood of mm-hmm. this book and this movie. Um, yeah. I have a confession. So when I read this years ago, I remember being distraught. Okay. I was sobbing <laughs> when I read this book in the beginning. So now that we're older and we are cynical old women, apparently, um, it was fucking annoying. Yeah. That's how I find this book now. I, there's there's a little bit deep down where I was like, oh, man, I can definitely empathize, you know, or, or sympathize with her. And I was like, oh, it, it, it tugs a little bit. Uh, but that's about it. And I think the movie really ruined it. <laughs> I don't think I I've ever work. lost it that bad over a guy. I don't. No, no. Um, we're going to get into all of this, but in case anyone who hasn't read and or watched the Twilight Saga, um, there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this. But if you haven't, just understand that this movie, Edward leaves and the book, Edward leaves. Okay. And Bella is distraught. And that's where Jacob comes to save the day. And then we have this weird mythical creature love triangle. Okay. I actually, I think I just read a reverse harem. That was about almost similar to this. Probably. Uh, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's weird. It's kind of disturbing. Now that I think about it with open eyes and adult eyes and thinking back, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of gross. You know, also, it's really just a terrible point of view or outlook on love and life for a teenage girl. Mm-hmm. And that it's glorified. In sp- you know, I think we've taken out our soapboxes a little bit too early. Um you know what? I'm just going to scooch it back from it. Just scooch it back under under the desk here. Uh, because we just talked about our drinks, our Black Widow Sunrise, because it's going to it embodies Bella during that dark, dark phase where she's just essentially catatonic. Right? That's what this is. It is a black martini. And when I mean black, check out the pictures on social media. This is black martini like my soul uh (laughs) but before we 
pull the soapboxes back out, Jackie is going to walk us through a drinking game she found because we don't we don't let you go without one of those. Oh, and you're okay. going to need it. Yeah. Need so it. Our, our lovely friends at drinkwen.ca had one, but I had to bypass that one and go to one from a site called foreveryoungadult.com. They also have a, a recipe for a blood orange sangria, which was another option for us. But uh, I'm happy with the the emo martini that we went with. It was just too involved. We we're already yeah. really fucking exhausted. Yeah. Next time. <laughs> this one has a lot of rules. I'm just going to pick out a couple of my favorites. One of the rules to take a drink is whenever Bella has a horrendous nightmare. And this speaks to me because this is one of the biggest issues I had with the movie. Because I cannot stand the sound of her screaming. I just can't. Yeah. I think that was pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) It's accurate. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Mel does an excellent impression of Kristen uh, Stewart screaming. (laughs) uh the second one is really funny because they put a little caveat to it but it says any male in the movie takes off his shirt and that is very important that you read that the right way it's takes off his shirt not is shirtless yeah if they show up shirtless you don't drink yeah so the in the parentheses after that it says i was originally going to say whenever there's male upper body nudity on screen but that's just too much drinking you guys you wouldn't have time to breathe. So just when someone takes off their shirt. Or busts out of it, right? Possibly. But usually yeah. when they bust well, out of yeah. it, they're transforming into a wolf. So. I feel like it counts. Just drink. Okay. Yeah. So still a <laughs> lot of drinking. Heavy, heavy it drinking. Just takes off a shirt. Yeah. Uh, Bella gasps for breath from the crushing grief. So anytime Kristen Stewart is on screen, you're drinking. I hate her. Anytime. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this one is one of my favorites. You see jorts on screen. The last person to call out jorts takes one drink. For those of you who don't <laughs> know what jorts are, jorts are jean shorts. Jean they can shorts. be cut off. They can be intended to be shorts, but denim shorts. So jorts. Ugh. For all my people down south, you know them. You love them. You rock them at you the river every summer day. And if you're wearing them right now, just fucking drink. Yeah. Take a drink with us. Uh, Let's see. Some other ones. Anyone mentions face punch. So there's a short little scene in the middle of the movie when they're talking about going to see a movie called face punch that they all have to drink. Oh, yeah. It's like every every person at the table says face punch at least once. Yeah. But I want to know why did they change the name of the movie? There's several movies that they're discussing. They're not none of the titles are the same as the book. I have no idea. Ugh, whatever. You know what? We're not, it's, we don't have enough time for that. It's just stupid. Yeah. And the last of the take one drink rules is Dakota Fanning or Michael Sheen are on the screen because of their awesomeness. Duh. So I, that towards the end of the movie, if you aren't already drunk, if you do all the rules, because there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 rules before that. Uh, I want to know how those masters of their art, uh, got conned into being in this movie i have no idea 
I want to know what that conversation was like. How dare you disrespect yeah. the two of them? How dare you? Um, after the drink, take one drink rules, there is, uh, there are two chug rules. The first one is, as ever, whenever any vampire sparkles until said sparkling is completed, including that horrible Laura Ashley, quote, premonition, mm. end quote, Alice shows to Arrow. And for those of you who haven't seen the movie, it is when Alice is trying to show Arrow that Bella will one day be a vampire. And it mm. cuts to uh, Bella and Edward running through the woods, sparkly yeah, like and stuff. Like, yeah. So stupid. Wearing totally environment appropriate clothing. Because, you know, when I yeah, frolic like, through the woods, slacks. I'm wearing, yeah, I'm wearing this like. Yeah, slacks and dress shoes. And she's like and a in a nightgown and no shoes. Yeah. Because she's a woman. So why would yeah. she get to wear shoes running through the forest? I don't know. She should be anyway. making babies standing by the stove. She should. Yeah. We'll get there next <laughs> week. No, week after? Yes. Next week. We'll start it next week. No, yeah. no, not next week. We're lying. We're so fucking lying. Don't listen to us. Yeah. We're full of Because next crap. week it's eclipse. We're full yeah, of shit. So much crap. Yeah. This uh, We don't even know what day it is because of this movie and this book. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the second of the chug rules is chug when the room spins round and round to show the passing of months. However, I recommend looking away from the television whilst doing this to avoid vomiting. Now I have that song stuck in my head. Yeah, because it, it goes through, what, like four months or something? Mm -hmm. Just spinning around. Oh, but now the I have the, you, you spin me around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that song. That's a good song. Now, I, have that. a good song. I hope it's all stuck in your head, too, now. <laughs> you spin me right That's now. Better than we don't have copyrights. <laughs> oh, but I do like that. So, okay, I want a, another confession here. Are we ready? Yes. I like the soundtrack. I have no issues with the soundtracks at all. Yeah. All of them. You know what, Jackie? Tomorrow morning when we drive to work, we're listening to it. Okay. Okay. I feel I'm like it's gonna be a very somber drive to work, but it's okay. Yeah, we're gonna. We don't want to go anywhere. Show up. I'm gonna stand in front of the students and be like, "Woe is me. Life sucks." Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> you got to make sure you put on some really, really heavy black eyeliner. I have Norn smoky brown. That's as dark her. as I go. No, don't worry. Noren's got you covered. <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> no. I walk anyway. in and they'll and be like, what happened? Yeah. Be like, don't worry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Any more rules? <laughs> Gotta love it. Okay. No more rules? Uh, no, that was it. I mean, there were some... But there, like I said, there was a really, really long list. Uh, I mean, some of the other ones, Bella and Jacob almost kiss. Uh, hmm. A vampire walks in, any vampire walks in slow motion. Uh, yeah. yeah. Someone says the word stupid or reckless. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Well, tell me what to do. Ghost yeah. of a boy. Yeah. Um. Uh, the moral of the story here that Jackie's trying to convey is that uh, there are a lot of mechanisms in place for drinking when it comes to this story. Yes. The book and the movie. Because you could, I think you could interchange them and it'd be the same. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was, there was there. another, there was another one that I found on Pinterest. Uh, Bella screams in her sleep. So it has that in common. Yeah. 
Yeah, someone is shirtless. R.I.P. your liver. That's what it says after that one. Yeah. Um, a month goes by during There's a Possibility. You know oh, that's what a song. scene I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I like so every time, every time it shows the passage of a month, you're supposed to take a drink. So that was, I think, so much deeper in the book. Uh, not now, because I think I'm so desensitized to it because I'm just a cynical old woman. Um, but I think when I first heard, what? Okay, what year did this come out? Like 2000 something? I, I don't know. It had to have been like 2008. I read it. So I think I had like just gotten back from a deployment. Um, I was I was on deployment when I read it. All right, so this was 2006. So it might have been my first. Okay, yeah. I remember reading that and then like the pages in it are just the, you know, no October, November, December, January. Mm -hmm. And I just remember sobbing. Mm -hmm. And now it, I feel nothing. Yeah. I feel absolutely nothing when I go I'm like, <laughs> honestly, when That's I got what to life that part, to you. when I got that to that part in the book, I was just like, Oh, pages. I get to skip through. Yay. Yeah. Woohoo. Scrolling, yeah, October, November, December, January, and then it says waking up, and it's like literally not even a paragraph, and then we move mm -hmm. on. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to, be, uh, yeah, you know what? I felt nothing. That I just want to show you what was that 2006, and now is uh, 17, 15 years, 17 years, 16 years. Mm -hmm. Wow, math math right now it's late we've been working all day um that's 17 years since i read this the first time and uh that's it kids that's what life does to you mm -hmm. you sob one year and then 16 years later you feel absolutely fuck all nothing it's, it's kind of sad mm -hmm. but it's okay it's okay i think i felt something a little bit when we watched the movie the first time but it might have been the song because the song is very, uh, you know, it pulls a little bit. It's but every awesome. time I would look up at the screen and see her, I wanted to giggle. Just a little slightly. <sighs> okay. So, everybody. Um, usually we tell you don't do all the rules and get alcohol poisoning. But you know what? Just fucking do it. Get it. Start drinking. It might You're help really you get through it. Maybe. 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 So, uh, another confession for everyone out there. Jackie's already aware of this, but typically what, how this goes is I am a lightning reader mm -hmm. and I finish them super quick and I'm finishing like book after book after book. And Jackie's like, Oh my God, we got to like wait another hour before we can record. Cause I still got to finish. You know, she's like, she's up against the, the wire. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm already three books ahead. Jackie beat me this time. I sure by did. A lot. I yeah. sure it gets did. Where I was like, I was like, I'm going to have to read this in the car. I'm going to have to read this every waking moment just to make sure I catch up so I can finish it so we can record. Mm -hmm. This uh, this week broke me, okay? When Jackie found her inner strength and muscled through it, it broke me. So, <laughs> but you got through it. You. you survived. You Jackie, came out the other side. Jackie is the stronger woman. That's what we learned this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, remember, this month we're doing a bit differently. Nobody's reading first or watching first. We both watch the movies together on my couch with our teenage daughters. Uh, we watched it over a couple days. We watched all of them. Um, but then we had to keep going back. I think 
what did Stephen, my husband, say we watched is like 17 times? Yeah, he said New 17. Moon. Yeah. I don't think it was 17, but it, it's not far off because we kept having to start it and watch it and look through our notes in the book. But we are still fucking confused. <laughs> like, I I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone. I don't know what was in the book, what was in the movie. What, I, I don't know. I don't what's bleeding over. What came? I don't know. What came first, the chicken or egg? I don't know. I've gotten to the point where I can't remember what happened in what movie because there's a scene between Bella and Rosalie that I remember and it was in a completely different movie than I remembered. Yeah, so what I think is happening is that Hollywood is trying to bleed the stories together a, a bit so it it makes... I want to say so it makes sense, but I mean, it already makes sense. Or you know what? Maybe they're trying to justify having the characters there because like Rosalie for the first two books isn't really a big character. Neither is Emmett. Like you hear a little bit about them. Mm -hmm. Alice is a bigger character. Jasper has a like a moment or so. Uh, Esme is, you know, she's there and they talk about her a lot. Um, but I think it's really just more Doctor. It's Carlisle and Edward for the most part. And Alice. Yeah. Uh, but I think they casted these people and they're like, they they need to make a point of having them there. So they enter their they introduce their stories a little bit more. They have them active more. I don't know. Um, the same thing with Jacob, because remember, Jacob really didn't come into the picture until like the end of the first book. Mm. So but he was there like the first two minutes of the movie of Twilight. Yeah. So I don't know. And that I think though Twilight follows the book. I don't want to say more like truly. There's definitely a lot of things that have changed and they kind of swap around, but I could follow it better where like when we watched it and then started reading the book, I didn't feel lost. When we started reading new moon, I just felt lost from page one where I'm like, this isn't what happened, which is fucking ridiculous. Cause I'm reading the book. And then I'm saying to myself, as I'm reading, this isn't what happened. This is the source material, but that's how much the movie has messed me up. And it, it didn't get any better. I just, I was super confused the whole time. Um, so let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about this book and its adaptation. All right. I am continuing to read the shitty white cover. Okay. I'm going to give it some slack. It's I'm sure it's fine. It's nice. It's different. I'm just used to the black and I'm kind of bitter because I bought the midnight sun that's black and hardcover, but I couldn't find the collector set or any of the books in the black and hardcover. So I had to get the white set and I'm just, I'm, pet, I'm being petty about it, but that's, I read that same collector's book um and we watched it on apple i read on kindle it's the same annoying don't know how many pages i have left because it's a stupid box set feeling going through it yes i mean it's it's kindle it's digital i don't know what to say about it it's convenient yeah except when you're like how much longer do I have to do this? And it's like, you're only at 3%. And you're like, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. It's painful. Yeah. But now it's misleading because as I'm, uh, cause I've obviously finished new moon and I'm getting into eclipse 
So that's halfway through the series. So it says that I I'm 44% of the way through, but that's not the book. That's the whole series. Yeah, you're like, bull, oh, God, when will it end? You're like, yeah. you have 124 more hours until, no, no. God, I hope not. All right. Now, if you take this book in your library or the bookstore or on Kindle and you pull it up to get the what, what it reads on the back cover, this is what it says. Oh, it's so good says new moon i knew we were both in mortal danger still in that instant i felt well whole i could feel my heart racing in my chest the blood pulsing hot and fast through my veins again my lungs filled deep with the sweet scent that came off his skin it was like there had never been any hole in my chest i was perfect not healed but as if there had never been a wound in the first place um yeah go fuck yourself okay it feels like it reads like a dirty romance novel that That's has possible. like Fabio on the cover it's like a bodice ripper almost excerpt excerpt but they put it on the back of a young adult sparkly vampire book that so, is hilarious yeah. yeah i don't even know what to get from this like if i if i had no idea what this book was and i picked it up i would immediately put it back or I would read that and start reading it and realize I was completely misled. Because that was Well, you have to wait until the very end of the book for all of that. Yeah. You gotta get through a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> for the movie on IMDb, we had after Bella recovers from the vampire attack that almost claimed her life, she looks to celebrate her birthday with Edward and his family. However, a minor accident during the festivities results in Bella's blood being shed, a sight that proves too intense for the Cullens, who decide to leave the town of Forks, Washington, for Bella and Edward's sake. Initially heartbroken, Bella finds a form of comfort in reckless living, as well as an even closer friendship with Jacob Black. Danger in different forms await. Awaits, sorry. Tagline that I found on IMDb is as the next chapter begins, and my thoughts were, well, duh, because it's the sequel. Yeah, like here we go. Yeah, like there are two more chapters after this too. So what are we gonna say then? Well, I guess technically there would be three more because they made three more movies. The movie, yeah. So stupid. (laughs) But just to give an idea about how popular this shit was back in the day Uh, (laughs) the budget was 50 million and they pulled in almost 710 million dollars is that worldwide or is that just in the u.s it just said the box office that's all it said Uh, so i'm mm. guessing that was gross over the whole world Mm. i mean it's still really good yeah that's it's yeah, you're you're going up there into the upper upper echelons where you're you're closing in on a billion dollars almost. Like, yep. I mean, it's still far off, but you know, it's not like uh, <laughs> we had a fifty million budget and we made ninety thousand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we actually took a loss, and the actors had to go work in the theaters to make up some. Yeah, <laughs> they had a fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Lovely. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. 
right. We're like literally 30 minutes into this and we've already shit all over this book and this movie. And? But let's let other people shit all over this book and this movie. Well, some people did shit on it. Some people love it. This is like the center of the Some people do love it. We are going to do this a little different this week. Last week, we we queued in, see what the critics had to say. This week, we're going to still check out our, our user reviews. Goodreads, IMDb. But now we're going to check in with the parents and see what they have to say. But first, user reviews. User reviews on Goodreads for the book. The overall average was 3.57 out of 5. That is from... One point almost seven million ratings of those ratings, uh, just about 52,000 were actual text reviews. The highest percentage was uh, 30% at five out of five. So, generally, people do like this. Oh, book. wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, because one out of five was only 7%, and two out of five was 12. Everything else was split between three, four, and five out of five. I get it. Yeah. Uh, A five out of five that I found. uh, This book felt like a metaphor for addiction, LOL. Bella, the addict, yeah, was parted from her drug, Edward, and started going through withdrawals, which led her to nightmares, screaming, and her being depressed. Then she found another drug, Jacob. Not as strong as the first, but manageable, and she started clinging to this new drug, hoping it fills the void her one true drug left behind. And then there's an emoji of crying laughing. Oh my god. I still liked it, though, lol, even with its melodramaticness. So Edward was her heroine, and Jacob is her, what, was it methadone? Is that the... Uh, uh, yeah, methadone. What a ridiculous analogy. That and the reason I picked this one is because most of the five out of fives that I found or positive reviews in general, they Mm. shit on the book while they said how much they loved it. Yeah. Okay. And I think this is kind of like, yeah, this, this is like a spin on what we saw last week where people who did love the book or the movie they gave it 5 out of 5 or 10 out of 10, depending on what rating scale they were going with. And they felt the need to justify and be like, there, I said it. Like it yeah. or don't. Just I liked leave it. leave me alone. I liked it. Just leave me alone. Uh, but this one is just like, I, I really like the book, but these are the reasons why it's bad. I don't, I, whatever. I, oh my God. And now it's a metaphor for addiction. Like, that's not good. But I get no. it. Yeah. Okay, the one out of five that I found, I normally try to stay away from the the memes and the gifs in the reviews, but this one I couldn't pass up. Uh, (laughs) It just starts off with, this should suffice. It is followed by a picture with the text. The picture is Bella and Edward, and Bella is saying, I'd rather die than stay away from you. (laughs) And then underneath that is a picture of Harry Potter and Ron Weasley. (laughs) And the text says she needs to sort out her priorities. Uh, Yeah, she does. Yeah. 
Oh, this dumb bitch. And this this one was shelved on the Stephen King was right. I thought that was funny because another review I found stated, uh, quote, Stephen King once said, Stephanie Meyer can't write worth a damn. She's not very good. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Stephen poor King. Stephanie Meyer. The fact but... that he's even remarking on Stephanie Meyer is really quite hilarious. Yeah. I wonder if somebody I... asked him. It's possible. Hey, uh, Mr. King of writing spooky stories, what do you think about the Twilight series? Because he, this is a romance, like he, and he doesn't really delve into the vampires. Like he has like, like some, but vampires. I, it'd be different if they were like interviewing Anne Rice, and Anne Rice was like, "Listen, this bitch didn't have any butt plugs in her well, book, so I don't know." <laughs> yeah, Anne Rice would have been like, "There isn't enough sex." Yeah, where's the pegging? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that no, excuse me, Mormons don't do that. Oh God. Not before uh, marriage. I think I just <laughs> threw up a little bit in my mouth. Good. Good. <sighs> Let's hear what the parents have to say about this book. So um I forget it's called commonsensemedia.org. And it's all like parents' reviews and they kind of rate um what age group they think this is appropriate for a book or movie. First, the book. Uh, I found there is a five out of five. This user or parent, I should say, says they believe this age is for 17 plus. So not young adult. They think this is adult, like new adultish, 17 plus. He goes, I love it. But some of the scenes are too grown for children under 17. And then it, they get to list, like, I guess they pick from categories on what, why they're scoring it the way they are. So it says this title has too much violence, too much sex, too much swearing, but it also has A plus for educational value. I want to know where Excuse the sex me? is. Where is the sex? I want to know sex? where the educational value is. Yeah. That's better. No, I want to know where the educational value comes from. What the fuck? Is this a person who sex? thinks that, is this... The, uh, is this a person who thinks that swearing is when you say shoot or tell somebody to shut up? Yeah, there's no swearing in this. No. It's written by a Mormon for fuck's sake. They're okay, swearing in this, what? though. They're swearing in this. There's a lot of swearing. My <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> All right. I have a two out of five because that's the star rating. This is, says it's eight age 18 plus. Yeah. Okay, this is a little bit longer, so bear with me. The title is Fluff and Nonsense. More drama, more whining, more lies from Bella to everyone she knows. She also engages in self-destructive behavior because Edward left. Bella begins a somewhat romantic relationship with Jacob, leading him on, then dumping cold water on his head. <laughs> Edward is also a drama king with his, I'm going to stand in the sun at noon and Sparkle, so the Volturi will kill me. <laughs> Why not just walk right up to Arrow and start a fight? Uh, sure. <laughs> but then Alice wouldn't get to steal a car. <laughs> then the Cullens <laughs> and Bella leave the Volturi to eat the Taurus. That is true. Well, I mean, I don't know what they were going to do about it. I have a moral objection to that. I love this. Then the Cullens and Bella leave the Volturi. It's not all of the Cullens. It's literally just Alice and Edward. And that Bella. And Bella, who can do absolutely nothing. What could two vampires and a human being do against that group? Yeah. 
I, I don't know. But I love that. I have a moral objection to that. Good to the, for you. To the, to the fantasy, the mythical vampires eating the not real people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Plot holes galore with vampires who sparkle in the daytime, traveling by air from Washington to Italy and back. Alice's powers are simply a plot device. I like that. You know what? Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Victoria's obsession with Bella makes no sense, and her ability to elude the werewolves and vampires is ludicrous. I guess. And did Bella quit going to school? Again, read it with your kids if you must, so that you can help them become a critical thinker and intelligent readers. You don't want them to think that because these novels are popular money makers that they are quality literature. Okay, you don't want them to think that because these novels are popular money makers that they are quality literature. Absolutely right. But are they? It's enjoyable? an escape. <laughs> it is an escape. It's an escape. Yeah. Yes. All right. One out of five. This person's, but this person says twelve plus can read this. Oh, what was a five out of five? What did it have? Uh, no, not the five out of five, two out of five. Uh, nope, didn't get that. Don't worry. Hmm. So 12 plus one star. They write, again, this series is way too anti-feminist. Romance shouldn't be about killing yourself. Bella tries to kill herself because she feels bad. Oh, the spelling in this is amazing. We all <laughs> feel bad at some point, but the brave ones stand up to life. The cowards try to jump off a cliff. Only with one F, though. So it's mm-hmm. a cliff. Cliff. <laughs> also, Bella needs protection from men with a capital M. Preach it, sister. Either Edward or Jacob. She is a Mary Sue. Meyer is a horrible writer. I really want to know what a Mary Sue is. I don't, I don't know. understand. But, but the thing is, if if they're complaining that the novels are too feminist, how are they going to turn around and say she needs protection for men? Why can't she stand up No, for too anti-feminist. Oh, yeah. Anti-feminist. Which I actually, you know what? I tabbed, I have a couple of tabs that I use for like when I feel like the author is bleeding through. And this one, I usually maybe have one or two per book that we do. This one, mm-hmm. I have a handful. Because there's some stuff that comes out and I'm like, listen, bitch. How are you raised? And then I'm like, oh, that's right. Mormon. No, no offense, mm-hmm. Mormons. No offense. But um, it, there's a lot of stuff in here where I feel like Stephanie Myers is a very sheltered young lady mm-hmm. growing up. Ugh, I, you know what? Also, I think she might be a little bit of a racist. So that that did come out in here, too. Maybe we'll get to it. Maybe we don't. I don't I don't know. I don't know if it's relevant, but there's some stuff. And I'm not really one to be, you know, to get that soapbox out because it's, it's, you know, it's not my place. But there's some things that came up where I'm like, this is kind of racist. A little bit. A little bit. Mm. Yeah. So anti-feminist because Bella is just a weak, 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 weak. Well, she constantly capitulates to all the men. Mm Mm-hmm. But also her mother is like a really weak character too that obviously has done yeah. nothing with her life other than like, you know, bend over her men, but then gets like, I don't want to do this, then finds another man. I don't want to do this. I need to leave my child now. I need to go follow him, play, you know, mm-hmm. minor, minor, minor league baseball. Anyway. <laughs> IMDb, shall mm-hmm. we? Yes, we shall. Uh, overall average, 4.7 out of 10. Uh, so yikes. Mm. That's out Not of... Good. No, that's out of a little over 280,000 ratings. Uh, the highest category was actually the 
I think the one out of 10 at 16.5. Damn, that's a first for us. Yeah. I don't think we've had one where the ones are the dominant. Mm-mm. Damn. It definitely pulls the averages down. 10 out of 10 was at 11.7 and 5 out of 10 was 14.7 because it kind of like mm-hmm. if you would take the the graph, because uh, they the way they have it posted, I think it's with the values on the left side and then the bars yeah. are going out towards the right. If you would flip it over so that the, the values would be down on the bottom and the bars would be going up and down, it would kind of start up and then go down up a little bit down and then up thank so, you for that visual jacket. yeah you're welcome <laughs> 10 out of 10 that i found titled fans rejoice with three exclamation okay. points yeah i feel like i will not do that but anyway you want to enjoy it too read the effing book uh, okay yeah that's so the title for the movie yeah, for the movie review yeah so they're saying you cannot possibly enjoy the movie unless you read the books. How would she know? I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, the movie was perfect. I understand that if you didn't read the books, you probably didn't enjoy it. None of us give a shit if you didn't like it. Those of us that read the books were given the gift uh, to relive through a different medium. It was beautiful. Honestly, if you're not a fan of the books, why see the movie? Which I will agree with that. If you've tried to read the books and you, the movie comes out, why would you go see it if you didn't like the book? Whatever. You can't appreciate it like we can. Changing the story to try to hook you idiots ruined the first movie. I hated it. I love New Moon. So, F you. They put the little asterisks for the UCK. Also, stop giving it low ratings. Stop putting negative comments. Leave it alone. The movie was for us. Keep it up, and they're going to try to appease you like in the first movie. Go read the books and shut up. So changing the story to try to hook you idiots ruined the first movie. I hate... I I think more was changed in the second movie from the book than the first. Oh, God, please, people, do better. Yeah. Do better. This is not good. (laughs) Five out of ten, the next one that I found says, Wooden acting and slow pace really hurt this one. Okay, I knew what to expect. I've read all four books of the Twilight series and like them, except for the last. But what reads well doesn't play as well in a movie. I actually broke out laughing when someone said to Bella with a straight face, werewolves aren't the best people to hang around with. And she's a vampire. The plot twists and turns that read so well in the book just did not transfer well to screen. Also, the movie was far too long and moved slowly. Even worse. What plot twists? I, d- I don't know. I, d- I, d- okay, I don't think right. people understand what plot t- twists are. Okay, uh, sorry. Even worse, the Goodbye. sexual appeal of Jacob and his brothers was never played up in a film aimed at a female audience. What really hurt this, however, was the acting. Kristen Stewart was terrible, in all caps. So bad. As Bella. All her line readings were wooden and her face never changed expression. Not once. Lautner was only a little better than her. Pattinson and his family were great, but they're hardly in the movie. On the plus side, the CGI werewolves were impressive and a fight between two of them was lots of fun. But all in all, the slow pace and dreadful acting really sink this one. I wish they could get rid of Stuart, but I'm afraid they're stuck with her. A five. And that wasn't the only one that 
expressly addressed Kristen Stewart. And there was actually one that I found that had a link for a, a petition to remove her. Yeah. From the cast. It really is all her fault, isn't it? I think we yeah. just have to accept that. Yeah. I was trying when we got into this to be like, all right, you know, it's young, the act, all of them are bad. But then it's really just her. God, she's awful. Yep. So the final one that I found uh, kind of made me think of my favorite Disney villain. <laughs> it is titled, it's a one out of 10, and it is titled, Please Help Us All. Starts off <laughs> with, nope, 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 nope. Oh, look, a nope movie. <laughs> if you ever come across this film in your travels, do the world a favor. Take it from where you have found it, set it gently on the ground, take a machine gun and (laughs) unload a round or two into it. After you've finished with that, scoop up the remains, then transport those remains to the nearest fire. When there is nothing but ashes left, sweep up those ashes and deposit them into a container of acid. Take that container of acid and travel to the deepest body of water you can find and release that acid into the middle of it. Then we can rest assured it can't hurt anyone else. You can help all of your fellow humans by deciding to take these simple steps to avoid the pain and suffering. Thank you. Wow. Tell us how you really feel. It just reminded me of Yzma when she's talking about her plan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wrong. So, what did the parents have to say? Ugh, parents have a lot to say. Um, okay, let's do a five out of five. There was a parent that liked this movie. They actually said age two and up. This movie is fine for two and up. It's a very bring your a very mature two year old. Very mature. Yeah. Uh, five out of five. It's good for every age. It's good for your inner soul, man. Loosen your kids up. It's nothing they don't see. You controlling weirdos. It's an inspiring <laughs> novel. And if you think it's bad because Bella and Edward hug, you're lame because I hug my husband all the time in front of my two-year-olds. Plural. Um, I just want you to understand that there is no sense of grammar and or spelling or maybe even understanding of the English language in this review. But did you see their? It. Did you see their uh, their username? Get a life, you freaks. That's Sarah. <laughs> I love it. Mm. It's an inspiring novel. Come on, man. I do picture I, a hippie reading that. I do, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this one is uh, a four out of five. Nine and up says great movie, but slow at times. This is the second movie to the twilight saga. And it does not disappoint for the most part in the story. Bella is celebrating her 18th birthday when she gets a paper cut and Jasper almost attacks her. So we're going to learn where this is. I really should just use this for the summary mm-hmm. of it. Cause they, they, they lay it out pretty concise. So here we go. This causes Edward to break up with Bella. And then she sees delusions of him. She sees delusions. I think, okay, you know what? I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. And then, well, that's most of the movie. You're not wrong. As for the age rating, I said, oh, they said 12 plus. I think they they made a mistake. Because the PG-13 movie, it is very mild. 
When Bella is almost attacked by Jasper, Edward accidentally pushes her into a glass table, which causes Bella to start bleeding. A little he while later, there's her across the room. Yeah, he yeets the shit out of her, okay? <laughs> and it, like basically gets an artery. That's what I like. Sure, it's mild. <laughs> like, like I, okay, okay. Um, then it says, a little while later, there is a scene with the Valtori that could be disturbing to some viewers. I won't say what happens, but it includes a vampire named Jane who can torture people with her mind. You just said it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, this is my best. They, I think they meant definitely, but they wrote defiantly. So I defiantly like this less than the first, but I did enjoy the cliffhanger at the ending. What cliffhanger? When he asked what her to marry him at the end of the movie. How was that a cliffhanger? Because Is she it? doesn't respond. Whatever. Whatever. Um, the special effects were good and the <laughs> acting. Well, it was okay considering that I didn't even pay attention to that aspect. Uh, oh, okay. Then how can you say you liked it? I didn't pay attention to anything that happened in the movie, but it was amazing. You guys should really check it out. Okay. Uh, Positive messages? No. Positive role models? No. Entertaining? Yes. Overall, it's a great sleepover movie. Thanks, Mom. Wow. Two out of five, ages 13 plus, which is actually what it's rated. So accurate. Bella can't live without a man. I'll leave it at that. And just say that while this book can be enjoyable, it should not be read by impressionable minds. So they're actually talking about the book, which, fine. Fine. So it says, the fans of the series can get crazy, so don't take your kid to a midnight premiere of anything. Because people have been nearly crushed to death by twihards. So the critique is really on the book and the movie franchise fans. Yeah. Got it. So there's actually <laughs> nothing about the movie here. Just wear riot gear when you go to see a movie. That's the last is a one out of five. The title is Ugh. Two hours of my life. I will never get back. It's actually two hours and ten minutes. They'll never get back. So unless they walked out early. Because it's yeah. 130 minutes. It's a bit much. Unnecessary. Okay, first, let me say, as an adult, I hated this movie. Long, insipid, depressing. The dialogue is painful and the acting is worse. It was difficult for me to sit through the entire flick. Maybe they did leave early, so maybe it really was only two hours. Second, I would never recommend this movie for tween girls. When Bella, in a state of extreme upset, decides to hop on the motorcycle of a stranger outside of a bar in the hopes of recreating the perilous situation from the first movie that brought Edward to her when she was in town dress shopping. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was appalled. Whose depiction of love is this? You know what? Um, so far, I am I'm right there with you, sister. 1,000%. But this is where it gets good. She goes, Oh, that's right. Mormon Stephanie Myers, who thinks everything is okay and fair game as long as you hold on to your virginity until marriage. Not for anyone under the age of 15 or older than 25. So 15 to 25, it's the only time we've broken those rules. Yep. I love that, though. 
she thinks everything's fair game as long as you hold on to your virginity. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say this is super funny, but it's also, I think it's really true. Because there's so much shit that happens in this story that I'm like, this is not good at all or healthy. (sighs) Nope. Well, that's what the parents have to say. You got the hippie. I also think the that the parents, the parents who are willing to take the time to put reviews like this on sites like that are the mm-hmm. ones that are going to be extreme on one end or the other. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because you feel a need like, I need to express to the world of people I don't know how I feel about a Kristen Stewart movie. And um, everybody down. should be raising their child like I raise mine. And if you're not, then you're wrong. That's essentially yeah. what I get from those. Yeah. What we have to say to that is go fuck yourself. Yes. Exactly. <sighs> characters. So we're just going to introduce the new characters. Everyone else is still the same, still carrying on. Um, essentially in this movie or this book in this movie what you get are the Volturi and uh, some wolves I think you get a little bit more of um, what's his face um, Harry Clearwater and yeah. Sue Clearwater you, you yeah. hear a little bit about them um, They, I think they're m- more important in the movie I still don't in the book I'm, I'm still lacking like where we give a damn about them but you know. just know that that uh charlie is friends with harry clearwater that's about it yeah which is like okay cool thanks mm-hmm. i think it's because the um, his son leah and what seth later yep. joined so that i think yep. that's how you introduce those characters without them being like who the fuck are these people yep. so that's about it yeah so Vol- volturi and wolves that's what we get Adding on to the Cullens, the Swans, all the other shitty characters from the last week. Uh, casting the Volturi. So uh, Arrow is played by the remarkable Michael Sheen. Love him. Oh, he has some Master. great, great dialogue in this movie and the way that he does it too. Yeah. It's kind of made the whole thing. I also feel like really bad for him because... His scenes are the only ones that are worth a damn, except for uh, what's his uh, what's his face, uh, the dad, Charlie. Oh, Charlie, yeah, yeah. They're like they're acting, you know, and they're doing a great job. And then you have Kristen Stewart there, fucking like about the puke over to the side <laughs> or pulling on her hair. Or I, I, who fucking knows? Like if I were Michael Sheen and I'm standing there doing my lines and looking over at her, I would I would legit just storm off set and be like, I'm yeah. done. There's no yep. fucking way I'm ending. I'm finishing this movie, and then to do not one, but two, three more movies after mm-hmm. this, he agreed to that. Man, they must have paid him. I wouldn't have. So Michael Sheen, if you don't know, uh, Masters of Sex. Uh, he also played a, a werewolf in Underworld, and he was married to the Kate Beckinsale. They have a daughter. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. That's I uh, did not her know only. That. Yeah. That's her only child is with him. And uh, apparently they they are very good at co-parenting. Yeah. That's admirable. I like that. Yeah. I like it. I just like them as a couple too because he's not your traditionally handsome guy. Mm-hmm. And Kate Beckinsale looks like perpetually, you know, 28. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she's like a sex bomb, right? She's, she's sexy. 
Michael Sheen, he's not sexy. He's, um, okay, you know, I take that back. I think he is sexy, but he's not like your Brad Pitt sexy. He's like your, what, what is that sapiosexual type? Oh, yeah. The, the you intro. feel like you just have a yeah. great conversation with him. Oh, yeah. And that he'd be very attentive in things. <laughs> I feel like he'd be okay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so Michael Sheen, amazing. And then follow that by Jane, who is played by the Dakota Fanning, another master of her art. Love her. Again, if I were her sitting in a scene with these fuckwads, especially Kristen Stewart, <laughs> I, again, I would storm offset. And never yeah, come back. The one scene that really stands out in her mind, in my mind, is at the end, and at the risk of getting into the plot too much, when uh, yeah. Arrow tells her to try and use her powers on Bella, mm -hmm. the change in her expression is so subtle, but so powerful. I'm thinking to myself, well, as I'm watching it, Kristen Stewart needs to learn something from this. Yeah. I mean, it was... She's so the camera is full on, like face on, right? Right in her face. Doesn't move, doesn't shift. There's nothing else. It's not, there's no sort of effect there. It's just her face. And you get so much from that. Mm -hmm. Just like her eye changing. I, and then Kristen Stewart can't even like express. <sighs> she's such she's like a fucking dead fish. That's how I, that's the only way I can describe <laughs> her. Yeah. Uh, so Dakota Fanning, amazing. If you don't know her, um, then you've been living under a rock. I really don't know what to say. Uh, but if you want to check out something great with her uh, as an adult, um, The Alienist. She's that is an amazing, amazing show. That is so yes. good. Also based on a book. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Wink, wink. And it has Gaston in it. It does have... Oh, God. The whole cast is amazing. Oh, anyway, yeah. we're getting well. You know what? We are getting off track because that that's what we call good acting and let's get back to this sam yuli who is the like main werewolf he's the first one to switch he's uh um, the pack the leader. black the, yeah, alpha. the alpha black wolf um he's played by what, is it chask chaska spencer i don't know i i don't know i think actually you know what i think he did really well in it out of that group I didn't have any issues with Sam. No. Um, yeah, I think he was good. Caius is played by Jamie Campbell Bauer. And if anyone is up to speed and watching the new Stranger Things series on Netflix, uh, he's in there. So, yeah. Have you seen him yet? Uh, I've only seen the first episode. I think okay. Annabelle right. claims yeah. that we watched like the first three, but I honestly don't remember. I must have been you're really like, you're a fucking liar. Um, but he's he, he's fine. He's really good in Stranger Things, so he's a great actor. Next is Marcus. He is okay. So Caius is the blonde, where Arrow is like the main Volturi dude. Caius is the blonde. He looks like the younger one. And then Marcus is played by Christopher Heyerdahl. Heyerdahl? Heyerdahl? Um, yeah, he's Heyerdahl, like the super old. So. He's like the super old, like real bored looking one. Um, I He doesn't do much, but I feel like his character is just amazing. 
because he's just so like, oh, please, let's make this end. Oh, yeah, because I had, I'd wait until we get to the, the Breaking Dawn part, too. He's he has finally. one of the best lines. <laughs> that is, no, you're absolutely right. That is probably the best line in the entire saga because we're right at the end and it's like, finally. And that's how I feel. I was like, finally. And then it's really not. Um, I don't know anything about him. I feel like I've seen him on other stuff. Um, but I, I thought he was great. I think he played that character so okay. well. You saw Hell on Wheels, right? The tr- With the train? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was a Swede. That okay, really I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Sadistic, like super sadistic motherfucker. Van Helsing, oh. he was in Van Helsing too. Which Van Helsing? The show. The show. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. That's that shitty one, isn't it? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Like anyway, he was good. Uh, Alec is... Oh, yeah. Alec is the brother, right? Mm-hmm. Jane's brother. Yeah, that's played yeah. by Cameron Bright. He's a weird-looking dude. Yeah, he's I don't very really emo. Have to say, but yeah, and just in general, like, you can tell he's older... Not like older, older, but like he's got to be maybe like in his twenties. But he looks like he's you know eight. Mm-hmm. He has that he's face. got a baby like, face. Little, yeah, like super baby, but like not like oh you got a baby face. It's like ew, something's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, like this, it's you feel really uncomfortable when you're looking at him. That's that. So that's Jane's brother. I think they're twins. I it's, think so. I don't know. Maybe fraternal. Also, there's yeah 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 clearly. Um, <laughs> But there's some weird incest vibes I get from them. Definitely. Okay. Okay. So it's not just me. It's not just me. Okay. Got it. Dimitri and Felix are the like henchmen that come in at the end. Um, They're the lieutenants. Yeah. So Charlie Bewley and Daniel Cudmore. I have no idea who these people are. And actually they get recasted in the other movies. So it doesn't matter. We don't have to care about them. Yeah. But that's who we have. Those are those are the new characters. I guess um, we could have talked about the other werewolves, but they're they're really minimal. And then you have Emily's character that you it's very minimal as well. So there, you get introduced to like a handful of new, but very like brief. You know, like you show up at a corporate party and you fucking know nobody there because you work off site somewhere like that kind of you know it's like oh i've seen that face before that's the kind of introduction you get oh yeah yeah uh so casting i would say overall pretty underwhelming in the sense like most of them did nothing except for uh michael sheen and dakota fanning i just don't i still don't understand it i respect them for sticking it out it's one of the great mysteries of the world I almost want to write a letter to both of them and be like, hey, can you just can you just explain this, please? We have a podcast, you know, like literally nobody listens to it, but um can you just also can you just tell us why? So we can tell our like three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um it's plot time. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I have no fucking clue. I don't I don't understand what's supposed to be happening. And when we get into from the movie or from the book to the movie, it gets even more confusing. So let's just let's just do it in a linear fashion. Okay. Um, first things first, we start the book and it's Bella's 
birthday. She has a weird dream where she thinks she sees her grandmother, but it's really her because she's getting old and she's worried about aging. And I guess from a Mormon perspective, when your average marrying age is like 13, I guess that really would be scary to turn 18 and I guess be a spinster. Is that what we're supposed to get from the beginning of this book? I don't know, but in the movie, I was totally thrown by her reaction to when Charlie tells her that he thought he saw a gray hair. I'm like, what 18-year-old conceivably thinks that they're going to have a gray hair? But what 18-year-old is right? going to freak out about it? Ugh, whatever. Yeah, because even if you do, you're still 18 and your body is probably amazing. So, yeah. like, <laughs> <sighs> Alright, so we have that. It's her birthday. She wakes up. She's scared. She has a bad nightmare. <gasps> Ooh, I'm like, I'm getting old. I'm 18. Ah! I'm older. I guess she's technically older than Edward now in the sense that he was turned when he was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's hung up on that, but missing the fact that he is literally almost 110 years old. He's seen some like, things. He's been around. I'm older. I'm getting older. It's like, he's old. You are a teenager. Anyway, have that. Um, big thing, departure here from the book, is she shows up to the uh, school. First things first, uh, Charlie gives her the birthday gifts in the like the beginning of the... That doesn't happen. Again, he's a shitty father doesn't even like wake her up on her birthday to say happy birthday and give her presents. That's not what happens in the book. So Hollywood's trying to make up for that <laughs> in the movie. Like, good morning. Well, Billy, Billy Burke you. is Billy Burke looks like a decent human being. And of course he's going to want to like wish his daughter happy birthday and bring her presents and stuff. So I wonder if he was like reading the script or reading the book. He's like, wouldn't he say happy birthday to his daughter on her 18th birthday? It's, I think it's kind of a big deal. Like maybe just a little bit. And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we should do that. Um, but again, here, just, you know, Belle's got shitty parents, so we really can't give her too much grief for how she plays out her life. Uh, she wasn't raised well. So uh, gives her the gift. She shows up at the school. She has this weird, awkward thing where she's taking pictures of whatever their fucking faces are, the stupid friends that, I guess, I, who knows, whatever. Um, then Edward shows up, and it's this, like, hot montage scene where he's walking off slowly from the car, um and yeah and he's like oh have a birthday she says, Shh, don't say anything <laughs> and then jacob shows up with a birthday gift gives her a stupid uh dream catcher um let's just say this never happens in the book he doesn't uh, show up uh... because here's the thing um they're not actually friends they are acquaintances she met him for like 15 minutes on the beach at a bonfire party and he told her a ghost story and that was it. And then his dad paid him 20 bucks to go tell her to break up with her boyfriend at the dance or the prom or whatever the fuck it was. So it was a prom. They are not close. Like, I'm sorry if like Jackie, I would show up, you know, here's happy birthday. Here's a present. Um, anybody else out there? No, sorry. Not doing it. If you're lucky if I remember it's your birthday. So this kid <laughs> drove all the way on a school morning to give her a shitty dream catcher that I think he made. No, it's not happening. Right? I, am I just cynical? They definitely tried to play up the relationship between the two of them in the movie. 
They made it something that it wasn't. Because it wasn't. Yeah, because in the book, he's he's not showing up. Like, she doesn't see him until she's like, I need something. Who can I use? Oh, that's right. Jacob. He's good with motor vehicles. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. You know what? Go fuck yourself. That's not what happens. Uh, So then... She goes to school. Yeah, happy birthday. It's who she meets in the parking lot is Edward and Alice and that gang. And they're having a big party for her later on. And she's like, no, no, I can't. Um, And then in the movie, they're watching Romeo and Juliet. And Edward's being all melodramatic about, I guess I, I just, it's really hard for us to kill ourselves because, you know, we're basically like statues. You know, you gotta like, Hammer and chisels the only way to go at us. Um, and she's like, no, don't ever say that. Don't kill yourself. And on, he, that's where you get the foreshadowing. Cause it's real. You know what? Stephen King is right. Stephanie Meyer is a shit author. Cause that foreshadowing is what's the review I read last time for the critic is like as subtle as a jackhammer. Mm-hmm. That's, that's her style. Like, Oh, I would just go provoke the Volturi if I write to kill myself. Um, Cool. Now we know exactly what's going to happen in the next 600 pages of this book. Got it. Uh, in the book, though, they're not in the classroom. They're actually at her house because she's still, like, freaking out about going to his family's house. She doesn't want to party. But I will give the book credit for this. The book explains a bit better about why she's so apprehensive about getting gifts. And it's because she's been raised so poor that she doesn't like receiving things because she feels like she can't reciprocate. Which I, that where I was like, you know what? I, I get it. I get it. That makes sense. But in the book, they're just, it just makes her, in that book, the movie just makes her seem like a petty bitch again. Like just whiny. Um, so they're at her house. They're watching the Romeo and Juliet. Then they go to the party at Edward's house. The whole family's there. Um, they put the stereo. Here's another thing. Uh, the stereo they played down, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, they played <laughs> down in the movie. They're like, oh, I just put in a stereo in your shitty truck. But that comes into play later. Like, she has a full on breakdown and like rips that out of her truck. But yeah, and almost the damages movie, the truck itself. And yeah. But in the movie, they're just like, ha, I gave you a new stereo. Okay, never again. I don't care. Um, and then Bella, in true Kristen Stewart fashion, opens a box in the most awkward way possible. Um, and on a silk ribbon, uh, apparently slices her finger open. <laughs> uh, the the one review, friend? yeah, the one review that you read is like, uh, Jasper tries to attack her. No, he like full on goes after her. Yeah, he doesn't try. He uh, And it takes I, I both guess Edward and Emmett to pull him off. Yeah, all of them. But my favorite thing, though, in the movie, uh, Rosalie's just standing there like, nah, that doesn't involve me. No, doesn't not involve my problem. So she she cuts herself on the silk ribbon that is um, over the soft-edged box that's holding, like, plane tickets or something stupid. So, yeah, she cuts herself. But instead of, like, you know when you get a paper cut and it just hurts and stings, apparently this one is immediately, like, she cut an artery in her finger. Because <laughs> the blood is just oozing and gushing out. Yeah. Because um, Bella's anatomy is a bit different than the rest of us. 
blood's falling, and then from there, uh, Jasper like goes crazy eyes and wants to run after her with his like teased up hair. Emmett tries to catch him. Uh, Edward, I guess, because he can hear the thoughts and he's got supersonic reaction time. I don't know. He then yeets Bella across <laughs> the room <laughs> and she slams into the wall and table that is full of glass candles because Alice cannot control herself. And the whole room looks like the set to a cheesy, you know, porno. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, or, you know, she, like a Saw movie or something like that. Something. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's just a lot going on for a birthday. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah. So she is, has been yeeted. She is the yeetie and <laughs> is now the just sliced open, essentially, her femoral artery or something. Like, but she's not bleeding out. Um, she's just like, oh, oh God. And then you get this scene where they all turn to stare at her like, what now? But in reality, in the book, it's just Jasper. Um, uh, I think it's Emmett and he, he, he holds him. Like he's able to like pull him out of the room. Rosalie follows. I think Esme follows as well. Uh, but Alice is just fine she's just chilling she's like okay no i'm good i'm good, I'm good. i can help i'll get bandages i have some paper towels. yeah she's essentially being a nurse yeah we're in the movie she's like, i'm sorry i can't i can't possibly and she like runs out all dramatic um okay like why do we need to change that if she was fine with it why can't she i guess they want to make it like that everybody in the family couldn't control themselves and now edward is just really upset um mm-hmm. We cut to scene where Carlisle's, you know, cleaning her her wound out, and they're having a conversation about the damned and their souls and hell. And then I guess John Smith or whatever the fuck his name is, Joseph Smith. What's his name? What's the Mormon? John Joseph Smith. Smith? John no, Joseph, Joseph Smith. No, John. Something Smith. Something J Smith. Uh, it's. Uh, I just love how Carlisle, who is, you know, over 300 years old, he has seen some shit. He's been through this life plus many others. And Bella's like, uh, no, you're wrong. You mm-hmm. don't fucking know what you're talking about. Um, there's no way. And, and But the thing is, is she's not, I personally, I don't feel like she's giving him this lip service to be like that she actually thinks it. She's saying it because she's still trying to justify, like, I want to become a vampire. Edward won't change me. There's no way your souls could be damned. You're so nice. You know, you're so cute. Um, but I think it's really selfish. I don't think she gives a damn about them. She just wants to be a vampire so she doesn't get old. Well, she's also very good at making assumptions. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I just thought that was funny. He's like, mm, yeah. But... Even in the book and the movie, I got a sense. I really don't feel like Stephanie intended this. But I felt like uh, both Carlisle in the movie and the book were like, shut up, you stupid bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're just really dismissive of anything she says. So I thought that was funny. Or maybe that means I just might be projecting on both of it. Okay. So where are we at? She's, She's got cut up. Edward's upset. Um, they, 
I guess they don't like show up to school for a few days or something. I don't know. Yeah, they played it up in the movie because she's in the lunchroom and she keeps looking over at their table that they normally sit at and there's nobody there. Not and then there, yeah. I, just, I don't know. This is where I just started getting really confused because in the book, it's just more subtle where like he's still hanging out with her. He's still coming over. He's like watching games with Charlie and so whatever stupid. Like she doesn't think that anything's wrong. Right. She she has an idea, but she can't quite put her finger on it because he's there. He's present, but he's not really there. Like she feels like he's like lost in thought or he doesn't stay as long as he used to. He's always making up excuses to like not stay as long, whatever. So she yeah. knows something's going on, but she can't quite put her finger. It's almost it's almost like those situations where you get kind of lulled into a false sense of security and then somebody just blows everything up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the book does a little bit better job of sort of easing you into this where you're getting the sense like something's not right, but we're not sure. Or in the movie, it's just super melodramatic and, and just bullshit. He doesn't show up and then all of a sudden he's like at her house He's like, mm -hmm. come walk with me. And then like takes her into the woods. Here's another thing. There's this theme of all this bad shit is happening in the woods. Charlie is constantly like, Bella, don't go into the woods. But where does Bella always end up? In the woods. In the fucking woods. So now Edward's like, come over here. I'm into the woods. And he's like, I got to go. She's like, all right, cool. I got to think of something to tell Charlie. He's like, no, bitch, you're not hearing me. Um, I got to go. Me and my peeps not you the crew is rolling out and you gotta stay and she's like you don't want me to go he's like i don't want you and um yeah so he i guess he like does his little vampire like speed off like gone yeah and so she's like edward come back running after him edward edward you know thinking she's gonna catch him because you know got it uh, and then she decides to, what's the best thing to do now? I'm sad. I'm alone. I'm clearly lost. Cause I mean, I guess obviously she ran that far. the most logical thing to do is to lay down in the forest yes. and take a nap. Lay down on the wet Washington forest floor in September and just lay down. Cause that's it. Because there's nothing that could possibly else happen in life. It's all over. Mm -hmm. Lay down. Give up. Because that's the best message we can send to our teenage girls. That this boy that you've known for six months says he doesn't want you and he's moving away with his family. And you can't come. Because actually, in reality, that's usually how it goes if he's moving away with his family. Um, they're not taking you with them. They're not taking a 17-year-old or now 18-year-old with them. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so just just lay down and give up, ladies. Okay, all right, girls, <laughs> give up, do it. So, so she lays down in the woods, and here we go. Um, sad, it's dark. Everyone's looking for her. They got a search party, which is also kind of interesting because in the movie it looks like it's literally just everybody from the reservation, yeah, looking for her. But in the book, it's clear that like Mike is there, his dad's there, the neighbors, like the shop owner, the diner owner, but in the movie, it's just the res people. So they all came down from the reservation, which apparently is like a 45 minute to an hour drive away, but they're always there for some reason. Just pretty dedicated. 
yeah, miraculously at the sheriff's house or the chief or whatever his fucking is. Um, yeah, so she's there. They're all searching for her. I can't find her. But now we have this ominous wolf growling. Something's growling. And then we see the eyes. And then we go to cut the black. Dramatic. And then we have Samuel Lee shirtless, but clothed. Okay, where were his shorts? That's what I want to know. There are some things with werewolf lore where when they change, you know, the clothes just get absorbed into whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've read books like that. But this. We have read books like that. You can clearly see the clothes disintegrate whenever they change. Yeah. They, and they talk about in the book, too. Like, there goes another pair. Mm-hmm. Billy says he can't buy them anymore. But, yeah. So, Samuel Lee just... is... Maybe they just litter or scatter shorts around. Yeah, so they're like squirrels. They have to change. Yeah, <laughs> they're just stocking up. And that's jort my short tree. Though. That no, that's my jort tree. Sorry, that's my jort tree. This is my yeah. my shoe tree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I have to put a shirt on, it's over there in that oak. Yeah. yeah. So Sam is uh, in wolf form. I mean, we learn that later on, but we can all deduce that that's what's happening. Wolf mm-hmm. form. But then all of a sudden he's carrying her out of the woods with shorts on. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked where were the shorts. Um, anyway, so he's like, I got her. She's safe. And she's like mumbling all like, nah, nah. Um, take her in. <laughs> so in the movie, it's just sort of quick. You know, he's uh, Billy, not Billy. Uh, Charlie's like, I got her. Yay. Bring her inside. Then we start the depression model or uh, depression montage in the book. There's, you know, a bit more detail to the scene and what's happening. So this, they lay her on the couch and they put a wrapper and a blanket, but she's still in her soaking wet clothes. Mm-hmm. And they're all just like huddled around talking about her doctors there or whatever. And then I think it comes out that they know that the Cullens left and all this stuff, whatever. Um, but I just, I couldn't pay attention to anything else that was going on other than that couch is going to stink. <laughs> Like, there's no way you're gonna get that she's soaked to the bone and they just put her on the couch yeah <sighs> so now we have uh charlie and bella with the smelly couch bella is now catatonic uh so she is just sitting in one spot uh looking out her window and where did that window come from where is she? Because that's it a looks bay. like it was a bay window, yeah. But that was not in she, her bedroom. That couldn't. She have doesn't have a bay window in her bedroom. But if when it's going around in circles around her, it's her bedroom. But and she does not tell, have a bay yeah. window. And you can tell that it was a second story too, because she's looking down on the street, and it's yeah. it's a distance away. It's not like it's right there. Yeah, and again, she's looking down on the street when anytime all the boys come climbing through her fucking window because she's a floozy. Um, it's not looking down on a street. It's looking down at a tree mm-hmm. at their like backyard. Do better Hollywood. Anyway. Uh, so that, that we have September, October, November, December, January, nothing catatonic yet. After when she wakes up, we get a little glimpse of what was going on. She was still going to school. Still making dinner. She's a, essentially like the perfect teenager. So she has where, a job. yeah. So um, yeah. The, that's a big departure. Is she doesn't have the job in the movie, but she's got a job in the book, which I thought like okay, that makes sense. A teenager, she should have a job. Uh, but how does that work with being catatonic? 
How are you catatonic, but also productive at the same time? But there's also a difference in the way that Billy is with her in the book and the movie, because in the movie, every time she's having a nightmare and screaming and I'm just doing my best to like drown it out, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie comes into the bedroom and like comforts her. But in the book, she makes a comment about how he just stopped responding to her screaming after a while. Yeah, because he's a shitty dad. Yeah. He's just a shitty father. So, yeah. Uh, so we got shitty Charlie in the book and apparently not catatonic Bella, even though the doctor says she's catatonic. It I, it, it doesn't make sense because she's still going to school. She's still doing chores. She talks about how her room has never been as clean. And when she kind of snaps out of it, that's how she realized that something was wrong because her room was super clean. Um, yeah, I, I don't even think Stephanie really thought this through when she was writing that. No. But... But yeah, we have a 18-year-old girl that her boyfriend of six months, if that, uh, left. And her life is over. So, okay, six months they were dating. So we have uh, September, October, November, December, January. So we have four months. So that's like, what percentage of her relationship? Like, she's been depressed and catatonic for almost like 80% of the length of what her relationship was. Mm Mm-hmm. And then what really snaps her out is in the movie, her dad's like, that's it. You're going to Jacksonville. Or in the book, they talk about how they, her mother actually came to Washington to like bring her back with her. And she had like a full on fit. Yeah. A complete meltdown, apparently. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, cool. You can stay. And then she went back to being catatonic. So there, there's that. Um. Now, I don't, this is where I get so confused because I can't decipher, like, discern which is the book and which is the movie anymore. So she, her dad's like, you got to get out. And she goes to the movie with, uh, what the fuck's her name? Jessica? Jessica. Jessica. Um, It's like this, I think they go see a zombie movie. It's kind of the same. But in the movie... Bella gets on this bike of this random stranger biker dude in front of a bar and goes on a joyride. That does not happen in the book. She sees the biker dudes. She thinks it might be the dudes that attacked, like tried to attack her. She gets up close and realizes, oh, it's not. But that was enough rush because now she's starting to hallucinate and think that Edward's telling her to stop being a reckless bitch. Um, So the book, I think, makes more sense because I can understand her like, tiptoeing like testing the waters out like okay i'm i'm seeing edward i'm hallucinating a little bit but this is also really dangerous like this i should not do but here in the movie now we show her getting on the bike and going well in the in the book also she only hears edward's voice she doesn't see him and i know that they probably they probably did that in the movie for more of an effect but at the same time like I have a lot easier time believing, granted, this story involves werewolves and vampires, but that aside, I have a lot time, a lot easier time believing that she's just hearing a voice rather than seeing some smoky figure, like, dust away after yeah. he delivers the message. That's ridiculous. And also, in the book, it ma- it makes it clear that she is actually hallucinating, right? And he's not actually there. Where yeah. in the movie, it kind of blurs that line where you're like, wait, 
is is he actually there? Like, does he have another power that we don't know about? You know, yeah, doing, is he like, sending weird... a message? Right. Yeah. I I also don't like the fact that the movie's like, yeah, let's let's uh, get her on the back of this bike, where he's like, yeah, baby, let's go, and then they stop, stop. I go, no, no, you you don't show that to teenage, like not like sixteen year old. I'm talking like thirteen year olds. Because mm-hmm. that that's a total misrepresentation of what could actually happen. Yeah, it's a misrepresentation, but also they don't show any sort of. Um, like ramifications for that decision. She just like, okay, stop. Now bring me back and everything's okay. And then she meets back up with Jessica. Um, no, that's really not how that scenario would play out. Mm-mm. There's no way. So I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, obviously this was too much for Jessica. Jessica wants like fucking nothing to do with her after this in the book, especially, I guess Jessica becomes like a super mean girl. Um, yeah. And, and that's one other thing that I didn't understand is, Jessica does turn into a complete and absolute mean girl in the book, but in the movie, she's like still around. And then Bella invites her to a fucking wedding. Mm-hmm. And she gives yeah. a speech. Sorry. Spoiler for yeah. the follow on, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's, it's, there's so many like loose ends and holes that are like, uh, this is not well thought out, you know? But whatever, we're going to suspend reality a little bit for this, okay? I mean, we are talking about sparkly vampires and uh, big puppy dogs. Um, so now I'm lost as to how does she get from joyriding with strangers to bringing a bike to the res kid that she met one time? I honestly have no idea. <laughs> we're like, we're so fucking lost. I but mean, in, the, in is... the book, I think it goes that she's driving down the street and then she stops. She's lost in thought and she happens to look over and she's like, oh, my gosh, it's a sign. I should take those. And it's some yeah. people that had some motorcycles parked outside their house that they were trying to get rid of because they did not work anymore. And she goes and knocks on the door and the guy's like, yeah, you can take them. I, we don't owe yeah, me any money. But she, yeah. And she's like, well the guy's talking to her about well it's going to be really expensive to fix these up <clears throat> can you even afford that and then she's thinking and then she looks at her truck and she's like oh jacob worked on the truck oh jacob yeah i should talk to him and okay so let's start let, let, let's sit back for a second and look at this with a critical lens the only interaction she's had with jacob was at the other than him telling her to break up with her boyfriend uh being paid to do so was at the beach where she's like, I'm going to seduce him into telling me stuff, which was so weird and stupid. And again, not the great role model for our kids. Anyway, you know what? I'm going to look at it from a different lens. So here she is going, I'm going to use this kid that I know likes me. That's really what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use and abuse him uh shows up and he's like hey he's just like a nice kid you know he's a lot bigger now because clearly again really terrible foreshadowing that something's gonna happen she's like so big it's so high it's a bus um one thing right we talked about this last week with taylor lautner or lautner whatever he's supposed to be six five he's 16 six five 
I just want to point that out again. Okay. It's a he's massive not kid. He's 5'9". He's, he's supposed to be 6'5". That's why he's so impressive. Like when she shows up, it's like, Jesus Christ. Um, so he's he just like falls into it because he loves her. He's obsessed. He's a 16-year-old boy, raging hormones. And now this 18-year-old senior, you know, little white girl from off the res is showing him attention. So, sure. Now, this is why I think Stephanie is a, is a racist. Because why do they have to be res kids? And why are we taking this character who is blatantly using this poor kid? That's why. Okay. I'm, I'm off that soapbox. That's a, it's a minimal soapbox right now. <laughs> so he just falls into it. It's like, yeah, yeah, totally. Let's do it. And they're hiding it from Billy. But in the movie, they don't really talk about how they're hiding it. I think they kind of allude to it, but they just are like blatant about it. There's a huge sure. production in the book of, okay, how am I going to get these to the house without Billy seeing them? And then uh -huh. you can't tell Charlie about this. But then in the, the movie, she just rolls straight up to the house. He comes right out the door. The truck yeah. is right there. Uh-huh. She pulls the tarp, or he pulls the tarp off, she pulls the tarp off, whatever. And there's these spikes there. Nobody cares. Yeah. Then he just, like, manhandles the shit out of him, just picks him up yeah. with his pinky finger and tosses him. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, now we start this, uh, I'm gonna, Jacob's falling in love with me, I like Jacob, he makes me happy, there's some weird stuff going on in the res, Sam's weird, it's just, like, terrible character building but like we get it we're following we're following the story um it's really just like 300 pages of her going hey, jacob wants more but i know i don't i can't i'm broken forever i could never be a whole woman i'll never be able to love blah 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 but like maybe because i don't want to be alone and i don't want to be sad so yeah maybe i can just i can do this what the fuck <sighs> she's using and, him she's yeah, totally leading him on is, is, is how you do that that is how you get people who are in love with you to do things for you that is manipulation Bella is it's 300 pages of Bella manipulating this poor res kid unfucking real <sighs> okay um so I don't even know what to say about it. it's really just two teenagers hanging out doing shit doing wild stuff he fixes the bikes they ride it she gets into one accident in the movie and he's like oh never again yet in the in the book she's like literally she's perpetually splitting her head open and he's bringing her to the hospital yeah and every day they're getting on the bikes and then she is actually getting better it seems in the yeah. book so they're riding the bikes, they're doing homework, they want to do, like, they pick a day where they don't do bike stuff. So then they start hiking in the woods. Um, but again, she's manipulating him because she wants she wants to use him so he can get her to this clearing where she had the moment with Edward. So he's going out of his way to find a stupid clearing for her. Um, it, my God. And he's thinking he's just having a good time with his friend, right? He has no idea what's going on in her head. Um, so now it's the point where, like, things start to get a, a bit weird. Um, they have the movie night with Mike and Jacob. Um, Mike get, does get sick. 
But then Jacob also like doesn't feel kind of well. And he's like, oh, I should go home. Now, why did the movie feel the need to have that weird interaction between Jacob and Mike where he's like, you, oh, you need to go to the hospital? Do you want me to put you there? <laughs> yeah. He was being super aggressive about it, too. Yeah. And it's like, that didn't happen at all. Like, Jacob was just like, oh, all right. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm not feeling great. I should probably go home. Uh, I'll call you when I get home. And he leaves. And he's sick. He doesn't call. Billy says he has mono. Bella's being really quite annoying and calling like every hour on the hour. And Billy's like, listen, bitch, he's sick. So I think it goes like a couple weeks. And then Billy's like, no, he's hanging out with his friends. So she's doing this whole like, I'm so hurt. But you know what? Yeah, maybe it's better to hang out with his friends, you know, because then maybe like he won't love me. But I want him to love me. I just don't want him to love me like that. I just don't want to be alone. Like it's, it's, it's about 100 pages of that. It's fucking annoying. It's way too so, much. It, yeah. Um, so then, okay. So she decides now to, can, again, again, it, we're in the theme of Bella, don't go in the woods. The woods are dangerous. And she's like, okay, I won't do that. And then, I'm going to the woods. Bye. <laughs> so she ends up in the woods again, trying to find a stupid clearing. She finds it in the book and she has like a meltdown. And she's about to leave. And then there's Laurent. And Laurent's like, hey, girl, what's up? I want to kill you. Where, where are your friends? Yeah, he's like, oh, I came here. You know? And she's like, aren't you supposed to be up in Alaska? And he's like, yeah, you know, it's kind of hard. But he's actually there hunting. But here's something I, I, I realized. So in the book, Bella sees Laurent and she's not immediately worried because she thinks that Laurent um because he went up to Alaska to live with the other vegetarian vampires that he's good but there's something weird about him that does it hasn't quite clicked yet so she's talking to him and it's getting a little weird um and he's saying well yeah I'm here I'm actually here hunting and then that's where she goes she realizes that his eyes are red and not gold or like golden brown. So he's mm -hmm. clearly not sticking to the vegetarian diet. But here's my question. When they haven't fed. And they're really thirsty. What color are all of their eyes? Black. Black. So if his eyes are crimson red. That would mean that he's not. If we're going off Stephanie Myers law. And her rules that she set up for this universe then that would mean that his eyes would be black and Bella would be none the wiser as to what his situation is or his diet of choice, not crimson red, which would mean that he's feeding. So does it matter? No, but it's something I thought about. It's so, just done for visual effect. I, I guess, but no, no, but in the book, that's the, that's what she notices about him that she's oh, like, yeah. Oh shit, this isn't yeah. right. And he's like, I'm so thirsty. I haven't eaten. I'm so hungry. It's like, uh, clearly that's a lie. Um, you say that you're hungry, but the lie detector says, says that's a lie. And you are not the father. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> he says, now he goes to spiel about he's there doing a favor for Victoria because blah, blah, blah. She wants to kill Bella because Edward killed her mate. She thinks it's only fair. But 
Laurent's going to kill her because he's like, hey, you know what? What's up, boo? I'm here. Like, this is kind of what I want to do. And then she hears Tasty Edward Tasty snack, live. plus I'm going to yeah, save you yeah, from yeah. a long, torturous death. And Yeah. This is going to be amazing. It's going to be quick. It's, I'm doing you a favor. You're going to love mm-hmm. me for this. And she's like, oh, shit. Now, he kind of goes, oh, shit. What the fuck was that? And he's like, no way. And she's like, what's going on? You know, because obviously these are creatures that have, like, supersonic hearing and really quick. So I just imagine her standing there just completely dumbfounded, like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> um, but now the wolves walk out of the forest line, the tree line. And Laurent's like, oh, shit. And she's like, man, those are some big wolves. They're about to get fucked up by this vampire. But damn, they're big. Like, she, okay. I guess if your reality does not include werewolves or include this, that seeing that at first you're, you're going to try and rationalize it and just assume that they're very large. But if the wolf is damn near half the size of the tree. And we're talking like big Washington forest trees. Um, it, it reminds me of like Clifford, the big red dog where he's just yeah. walking around. Everyone's like, wow, that's a big dog. No, that's a fucking mutant. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what that is. But she's well, just like, Bella, oh, man, that's a big dog. If Bella has showed us nothing, it's that she does not have the most logical reactions to things. Like with the first time she went over to Edward's house and, She was afraid that his family wasn't going to like her. And he pointed out, he's like, that's what you're afraid of? Not the fact that you're going to be in a house full of vampires. Yeah, like we could, this could be all a ploy. Like we really could just be luring you there to. Diet is blood. That's that's it. That's all we consume, blood. We're going to chain you to a wall and fuck you up. (laughs) And you're worried that they won't like you. It's the same kind of thing. It's like, fluffy puppies. Damn, they're big. Yeah, There's a vampire standing totally literally normal, an inch right? away from my face, but that's a big dog. Yeah. What a stupid bitch. Um, also, the uh, she really never learned anything on her own. Uh, everything was told to her, so nobody's told her yet about these wolves. So that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's also valid. Um, so Laurent's scared. He runs off the wolf chase, and she's like, oh, shit, I need to get out of here. And runs out of the woods without killing herself, which I thought was impressive. So, you know, good for her. Uh, goes and tells her dad. So this happens in the movie too. Okay. But let's just switch it up a little bit because the movie decides that they're going to swap the order of things. So in the book, Jacob's sick. Bella hasn't heard from him. Then he's like hanging out with his friends. So she's like, fuck it. I'll do my own thing. I'm a strong, independent woman. Not. Um, But in the movie, she goes to the reservation to confront Jacob. And that's where Jacob's all like shirtless in the rain, shivering, talking to her. Because the shivering is supposed to be like he's trying to control himself. But as Jackie pointed out earlier, um, it's raining in Vancouver and it's probably 40 degrees. So he's actually shivering. Because he's shirtless mm-hmm. and he's wet. Uh, so he's telling her to basically go fuck herself because, you know, she loves the bloodsuckers. And she's like, I don't know where you're talking about. And he's like, yeah, whatever, ho. Um, <laughs> and he he runs off shirtless into the woods with the other res kids. And she's like, well, that sucks. 
and then ends up going to the woods to be sad because that's that's where you go when you're sad is the woods. She should probably never go to Japan. Definitely not. Because she's going to end up in that forest. Yeah. And she ain't going to come out. Uh, anyway, that was dark. Um, so she then goes to the forest, and that's when the Laurent scene happens and the wolves. And then she has this sort of connection with uh, the brown wolf, which is Jacob. Um, she does make eye contact with him in the book, but also says that his eyes are, like, almost black. Because that's how Jacob's are, like, this really deep black brown or whatever. Uh, his, the fuck the wolf's eyes are fucking green. It's all CGI. You couldn't do the right color. Even Taylor's no. eyes. Taylor Lautner's eyes are not that color. <sighs> yeah, doesn't it stand to reason that when they changed into a wolf that they would have the same eye color? Something. Yeah. So stupid. Anyway, all right. So they, they killed him raw. Yay. You know, fantastic. She tells her dad, now they're hunting the wolves because they thought it was bears. Um, but now they know it's these big wolves. So she's like, yay, Victoria's hunting them. My dad's hunting Jacob. I need to tell him. And Jacob's like, I already know. Like, we know what's going on. Like, don't worry about us, bitch. Go home. We hate you. Um, but then Jacob, like, comes through her window that night or the next night or something. Which Yeah, it was that night. And he's like, you have to figure this out. In the book, yeah. that's what he does. Because he can't tell her because it's the alpha thing and because mm-hmm. that's just convenient for the story, isn't it? Um, but in the movie, he gets in and it's all like, oh, Jacob, all right, fine, yeah, come in. Uh, no, no, um, I'm fucking tired. It's supposed to be really late. Like, I think it's like two in the morning or something when he comes jumping, parkouring off the tree into the window. He's like, parkour, and he's in there shirtless again. <laughs> Also with a tattoo, like where where'd the tattoo come from? Like I I didn't know you needed to be branded when you became a werewolf. Um, I guess we missed that part of the lore. So he's parkouring into the room, trying to tell her like he's it, it's weird thing. Like these guys in this book, there's this trend of like they're really aggressive with her. Like you're stupid, but I'm sorry, I'll never hurt you. I love you, but you're stupid. You're so fucking stupid. I hate you. How could you? Do that? But I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh my god, just figure it out. And, and she's like, oh okay. No, um, first of all, it's two in the morning. I'm fucking tired. You just shit on me in front of all your friends in the rain and told me to go fuck myself. And now you're you parkouring into my bedroom window. No, get out. Not to mention, can guys just in general stop parkouring their way through my window? Because that's yeah. just not cool anymore. Yeah, she could also close her window. Um, but then I don't want to be that kind of like, but what was she wearing type thing? You know, like she should be able to sleep with her window open without dudes parkouring through it. And why is her bedroom window open? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. It's, it's raining all the time. It's cold. It's, it's like January, February in Washington, but your window's open. Okay. Whatever. It's convenient for the story, I guess. But actually in the book, it's, she hears the scraping at the window. So that's why she opens it. Okay. Yeah. Where in the movie, it's just always open no matter what. Mm -hmm. So that Jacob and Edward can parkour through parkour. Um, So (laughs) I don't even think like, does she actually guess what happens? Cause in the movie, she shows up um, to talk to him in the morning, but he's sleeping. But then she sees like Sam Yuli out there with the gang. And she, she goes out there to confront them because she's like big and bad now. And 
Um, she's like, how dare you do this to him? I don't really know what's going on, but I'm just going to yell at you. You well, she smacks kid. the one on the face and he just loses. She punches it. That's him. When she actually, yeah, she sees it. But in, in the book, she actually does kind of figure it out, but she would not have figured it out with much, much leading by Jacob. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, it's a, it's the same thing with the Edward figuring out that he's yeah. a vampire. She has a dream after somebody yeah. said something very key to her. And yeah, so her book, subconscious picks yeah. up onto it and kind of puts it yeah, together. Yeah. Like so she can't do it on her own. Smart, and the rest of her yeah. is dumb. Um, so yeah, the, in the movie, in the movie she shows up no, and he turns. Yeah, in the movie, there is no like self reflection and discovery. It's go here, punch guy in face. He turns into a wolf. Holy shit, that's a thing. That's Jacob run. Then Jacob morphs mid air and shreds all his clothes again, but then shows up later fully clothed. You know, whatever. Which um, they play that off in the movie, but in the book they make a point to talk about how that is a very advanced wolf thing. Yeah, like, man, did you see that midair? But He's a natural. He should have took his shoes off. Because <laughs> his <laughs> shoes are fucked. Uh, she, then she meets Emily, who's the werewolf girl, as well as a vampire girl. Apparently Samuel Lee, like, morphed too close to her, got mad, and, I don't know, scratched her, bit her. I don't know. But here's the thing. So she has the three... Um, claw marks like down her face mm-hmm. but what are those from because when they more like when they transform into werewolves they're fucking massive so mm-hmm. if it was a claw they're like her face and their paw are it it doesn't make sense and if he bit her like she wouldn't be alive no so where are these claws coming from plus every other scene that you see the wolves in when they're actual wolves, they seem very in control of themselves. Yeah, they're not just... They do make a point in the book where had, like Sam was the first. He was totally on his own. Like He really he didn't have any help. So mm-hmm. there's that. But I just want to know like the, the logistics and the anatomy of it. Because it doesn't line up. Like if you were to do like a forensic analysis, that those they wouldn't match... <clears throat> No. The three little like cat scratches on her face don't match them when they morph into the like house size wolf. <laughs> but anyway, okay, whatever. Again, we suspend reality. Um so we meet Emily, fantastic. I, uh, now all of a sudden like everyone's cool with Bella. Like Bella knows so we're cool with her even though right before they were all like no fuck Bella. She she runs with vampires. We can't trust her. But now it's like, ah, oh, Bella's one of us. <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, it makes more sense in the book, I think, because they talk about how well that she's now our girl on the inside, and she has information that we can use and stuff like that. Yeah, but they the never book, say that yeah, in the movie. Sure. Yeah, the book is like we can use this, which I was like, yeah, fine, use her. Yeah, um, she uses everybody else. Do it. Um, so now she's, she knows that Jacob's the werewolf. She's getting closer with him. We get a couple more pages of them kissing, not kissing, hugging her inner monologue going, oh my God, he likes me more than I like him. I can't, but I, then I think she starts to get to this point where she's like, you know what? Maybe I can do this. Like she's ready to settle. And I'm like, bitch, you're 18. 
Jacob's a nice friend. Um, but if you don't feel that way, it doesn't matter that he feels that way. If, if you don't, then you don't. So now we're telling teenage girls, like, listen, if a guy really likes you, you better just fucking figure it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause what they feel is more important than what you feel. And you can't have what you want unless you give something up. What? <laughs> like that is what <laughs> we're learning in this book. Um, so we kind of reached like the climax of this Jacob Bella thing where we think it's finally going to happen. Um, but Oh, Oh, this is okay. So this is what happens where we tie everything in. Harry Clearwater has a heart attack. So Charlie is dealing with that on the reservation. Um, he's real worked up about it. Jacob is bringing Bella back to her house, but they're also worried that Victoria is still around. Cause that's a thing. It's like this back burner plot that's happening where when there's not enough drama happening within the last 50 pages, we just bring up Victoria. They're yeah, like, Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Then we're, we're back on the drama level. Like we're meeting our quota um, for each chapter. So he's bringing her home. And then all of a sudden he's like, Oh shit, there's a vampire. In the movie, she's like, oh, that's Carlisle's car. They're here. Let me out. And he's like, no, bitch. Like, that's going to be a trap. Like, these fuckers haven't been here in a long time. Six months, all right? Mm -hmm. Why would they be here now? And something we didn't say is because Bella decides that she's going to go cliff diving. Even though she was supposed to go with Jacob. But he got caught up uh, doing a parole or a patrol, I should say, not parole, patrol for Victoria <laughs> to protect her stupid ass. So what she decides to do is, oh, well, I'm just going to go dive off a cliff into the Pacific Ocean, which is known for its really beautiful, subtle tides, right? Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. So she dives off. She's like, woohoo. And then she gets like sucked under, under toe, hits up against a rock. She starts to drown. And she's like, yay. This is it. I love you, Edward. Oh, mind you, she also does the stupid I love you, Edward, before she thinks Laurent's going to kill her. So even in her last moments of her perceived life, she's like, I love you, Edward. This is it. I can't do anything without you. And I'm just like, oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. So this is like the second time she's going to die in this book alone. Yeah, and she, likes she to has to really rethink her priorities. And she's like, I really, this is good. She gets pulled out, dried off. Jacob's driving her home. And he's like, oh, shit, there's a vampire here. Might be Victoria. Um, it's not plot twist, I guess, since we don't really, we're just going to call anything a plot twist. According to this <laughs> um, it's Alice. Bella wakes up. Plot twist. Plot twist. <laughs> she didn't want to wake up, but she did. Um <laughs> It's Alice because remember, Alice is, uh, she's there for the conveniency of the plot. So she's there like, hey, I saw, why did you kill yourself? Okay. Um, they left, right? They're gone. Nobody's heard from them. Alice has a vision that Bella died, jumped off a cliff, killed herself. Um, how, if her intent was to come to ask Charlie if he needed help with anything, what do you think his reaction is going to be when she shows up and like, oh, I'm so sorry. 
first of all, I'd be like, bitch, where have you been? Second, how do you know that my daughter died? How, how do you know? And why are you here? My question is, is that Bella seems to be able to block everybody else's powers except for Alice and Jasper. Oh, girl, you are so right. Yeah, because Jasper can. And the only time Alice can't see Bella is when she's around the werewolves. So the werewolves can block her, but Bella, who apparently can block everybody, can't block them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, girl, you right. Yes. It's been bothering me. <sighs> You're right. It does bother me, too. But Alice is like, hey, what's up, boo? Mm-hmm. Tell me how you're alive. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm here. <laughs> I'm just having fun. Even though I really It was a lark. Myself. I was just having fun. Because remember, Alice sees things based on decisions. So if, if Bella jumping off the cliff is the last time Alice is seeing remember Jacob doesn't come right away he gets her after so she jumps she sees her jump off the cliff and then can't see any future for her so that has to mean that based on Bella's decision to not live anymore is why there's nothing there but then Jacob comes in gets her so that's then blocked but there's like at least a couple minutes there where Alice can't see her because she's made the decision and it's convenient for the plot. <laughs> so Alice is here. Now there's this big drama between Jacob and her, blah, blah, blah. Werewolves are not good company. Bitch, what do you know about werewolves? Because we're already learning that she was not there when the Cullens first met the tribe. Yeah, apparently Alice knows all this shit about werewolves. I just want to know when. Apparently, like, a lot of them know everything about werewolves. Were- werewolves. But it's supposed to be just this tribe. So are there other werewolves around the world? I think we talked about this last week. It yeah, still doesn't that's, say. That's what I want to know. I really want to know. I want to know where else in the world the werewolves exist that all the vampires know about them. Unless they're just urban legends to vampires from the rest of the world and the only ones that have ever met them are the Cullens. I yeah, but I they, Cullens, Carlisle wouldn't spread shit like that. Hmm. <laughs> like, there's a lot... And it never gets answered, ever. So, well, in the movies, at least. We haven't finished the books again. Um, yeah, big departure from the book, though, is that Jacob is like, nah, fuck you, bitch. You're on your own. I'm out. And he doesn't come back. And we don't have that scene in the kitchen where the phone, like, not yet, where the phone rings. And Alice is just hanging out there with them for like a couple days. Like, what are we going to do yeah. today? What are we going to do? They hang out on the couch. They watch movies or whatever. It's like, they're just having a girl's time. Yeah. So then it's the funeral and Jacob shows up. And I think he's got like um, Emery and whatever out in the car. So he comes in and he's trying to talk to her. I guess in the book now, this scene is similar to the one that happens in the movie. Um, where the phone rings and he's like, nah, man, Charlie's not here. He's planning a funeral or something. Yeah. The only thing is is in, in the movie, when he does answer the phone, he knows it's Edward, but in the book, uh, he claims that he thought it was Carlisle. Yeah. 
So it's a misunderstanding, but still he was like, no, nah, I'm going to answer for her. I'm not going to give her her phone in her own house for her to talk to the person that's calling. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got this. Um, which is a trend with Jacob, which I used to be team Jacob. Like when I read this for the first time, I just like never really was a fan of Edward, but no, Jacob has this like super almost machismo type thing mm -hmm. going on. He calls her honey a lot. And I yeah, hate sweetie. it. Sweetie, honey, making these comments, like sort of, I hate it. It's very, okay, actually I tapped something in here where I'm like, this has to be how Stephanie Meyer sees the world. And this, that's what this anti-feminist thing is because this is the, okay, so I got to read this. She goes, huh. I rolled over and tried to think of something else. And I thought of Jacob and his brothers out running in the darkness. I fell asleep, imagining the wolves invisible in the night, guarding me from danger. When I dreamed, I stood in the forest again, but I didn't wander. I was holding Emily's scarred hand and we faced into the, into the shadows and waited anxiously, anxiously for our werewolves to come home. It's this very like, here we are, our, our weak, woman selves sitting at home while our men go out and protect us. Mm -hmm. Paragraph. I hate it. Dumb. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. But I think uh, I, this is not a shit on Mormon thing right now, but I, I guess that really is that very, very traditional family view that comes from like Mormons do that. Like, that's important to them. You know, men work. Women stay at home. Men are the providers. And that's how this character Bella is. That somebody's going to be there to take care of her and protect her. And she can't do anything for herself except cook. And she accepts it. She does. She wants it. Which is mm -hmm. fine. She gets it. But these male characters don't let her do anything for herself. And they... She's like, I want to go do this. No, you're you're too weak minded and clumsy. You'll die. And she's like, I just want to go to Walmart. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, I just want to get some like, I just want to get some snacks. And they're like, No, I'll do it for you. I I was getting over. I think when I, I read this when I was younger, and it didn't stand out to me, but now it stands out so just abrasively. <laughs> Okay, so now Edward thinks that Bella is dead, and now he's like, I can't live with life. There's this very dramatic scene where he, like, crushes the phone and... Crushes it and sprinkles yeah. it all over the floor. And But, like, Alice knows exactly what he's going to do, so what does Bella do again? Um, this is how we end every book now, is she's like, I gotta go! I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm leaving. Alice and I are out. Peace out. We're going to get on a plane. We're leaving the country. Last time I, I just she's like, 18 now. Yeah. She says, I'm 18. I left a note. That's what she says. Mm. What? Okay. Good. Good. Go ahead. So they fly over there. They fly from Washington to New York. Yeah. And then, and then New York to Italy. To Florence. 
Yeah. But apparently landing in Florence, Italy, um, they speak French on the plane. So there's that. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it could be accurate. I just thought it was weird. Then um, they speed around in a yellow. I think it's a 911, a Porsche 911. Yellow. It's, it's a fast car. I, I, don't, um, I don't remember. Yeah, it's, it's fast. They're driving. They're going to go and... Uh, Alice is like, you got to go to the clock tower. I know you don't speak the language or anything, but you'll figure it out. Um, you dumb bitch. Like, out of all, like, you, you trust Bella to get this done. Um, so she's running. It's like uh, St. Marcus Day, which in the movie, they don't explain how they do in the book. That St. Marcus Day is actually for Marcus the Vampire. Because like, I guess he was a priest and he uh, uh, allegedly, like, rid the vampires of the city of the vampires but in reality all they did was create an underground city and they just don't let anyone know they exist yeah and they don't hunt there so it's really safe but it's saint marcus day they don't talk about it in the movie just if anyone doesn't know that or didn't catch it in the book it's marcus the vampire so she's running blah 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 we're getting to the watchtower it's, it's gonna be noon sun's as high it's gonna start sparkling ah she's like running through the waterfall thing with a fountain tripping mm -hmm. you know doing bella stuff then like latches on to him and is trying to push him mind you this rock hard vampire that's super yeah, strong she's wall. like i'm gonna push him out of the way so um finally he comes to he's like oh i'm not dreaming oh shit let's get into the dark and then that's when the Vol volturi henchmen are there and this is similar in the book right i don't think there's much it this is where it starts to come together a bit more yeah i I think the book goes a little too painfully into detail about the journey oh, from the alleyway to the actual like vault room or whatever that they go yeah. into in the, in the movie, they're just like, okay, hallway, elevator, reception room. Okay. Now we're in there. Yep. But in, in the, in the book it's like, and then we went underground and then we went more underground and then even more underground. And then we came yeah. up and then there was an elevator. I'm like, what the hell? like we got it, bitch. They're deep yeah. down. We got it. Um, but really, the room is up, like, on a second story. It's the dome that you can see on the outside. Yeah, it's, it's just they had to go weird. underground to go back up. I don't know. It was weird. None of it makes any fucking sense. I don't think um, Stephanie Myers knows anything about uh, architecture either. So, you know, there's that. Uh, here we are. We're with Arrow, Alice, Edward the other two really old vampires, all the henchmen. And it really comes down to is Edward kind of made a scene, but didn't. So they're not going to give him any grief, but we got this human here that knows a lot about vampires. So why don't we just go ahead and kill her? Cause yeah, whatever, but not until Arrow. This is after arrows like, Oh my God, she withstands all of our powers except for Alice and Jasper. Um, <laughs> This is amazing. And like he's, you could tell that he likes to collect things like the special powers. So he doesn't want to kill her because he's like, this could be really useful. But Caius is like, no, fuck her. She knows too much. This is a liability. And Marcus, and not, uh, yeah, Marcus is just like, I'm so tired. Like, I haven't slept in like 8,000 years. I just, can we get over with? <laughs> can we get this over with? Um, <laughs> this seems, this. Oh, Jackie. It's We're so stupid. There, We're almost it's there. So, 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 like, Edward's having a fight with Felix. 
fix it felix the big dude i guess that's his powers he's super strong he's like yeeting them around the dome cracking them and stuff breaking marble stairs yeah yeah like they're just they're making a, a mess um and then Bella's like no, the, no. the whole time the whole time all the destruction the first thought in my head was that's gonna be expensive yeah me too I'm like damn I have fixed that this building looks old damn but they're vampires I got a lot of money whatever apparently because apparently being a vampire is rich and being a werewolf you're poor because you live in a reservation um, mm-hmm. written by a racist author anyway um so <laughs> They're fighting. Finally, Bella's like, no, just kill me. Don't kill it. And they're like, yeah, bitch, we were trying to kill you, but everyone wouldn't let us. So <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Alice steps in and is like, listen, she's going to be a vampire. I've seen it. And so Arrow like touches her hand and is like, oh, yeah, I guess. Oh, this is cool. This is fascinating. Um, okay, I guess go, you know, make arrangements. You know, do what you got to do. What you gotta do. We're going to see you in a little bit. You're going to be a vampire. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And then in the movie, we get the little, like, Lauren Ashley thing or whatever you want. Yeah, Laura, Laura Ashley just frolicking through the woods. In an frolicking through the woods barefoot. Totally impractical outfit. Sparkling. Mm-hmm. Um, so they yeah fast forward they leave there the people come in the tourists are killing them there's a whole the book goes into much more detail about it how she's upset apparently bella does not sleep from then till they make it all the way back to washington because she feels like edward's gonna leave her again because that's what her concern is not the fact that she almost was just killed by just a multi-thousand year old vampire and his henchman, um, she's concerned that her sparkly boy is going to leave her again. <laughs> she's not even worried about what her father's going to do to her when she gets home after being missing for three days with leaving a post-it on the table that he probably didn't yeah. see because he's a man. So. And going to a completely different country. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what she's concerned about. And everyone's like, don't be silly. Like, they finally, she says it, and he's like, I'm going to be right here. That doesn't happen in the movie. They just kind of show up, and he's like, I'm here forever. I love you. And she's like, oh, finally. And she's like, Jacob who? You know, um, <laughs> just spent the last six months with this boy, but now fuck him. Uh, yeah, so Charlie doesn't like Edward, rightfully so. I don't either. Uh, but he's here to stay and then she's like listen you gotta make me a vampire because Volturi are coming and I don't want to put that on your family now in the movie it seems a bit more like this is what I want I want it stop saying no okay let's go take a vote where in the book it's it's explained clearly that listen it this is on me the Volturi are coming for me if you don't do this they're going to come for your whole family so mm-hmm. this cannot be just your decision, Edward, right? So we're going to have your family take a vote. That makes more sense to me other than like, I want to be a vampire. And he's like, no. And she's like, all right, I know what we got to do. And then they're in his house doing a vote. It made no fucking sense. Um, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except Rosalie. I think Rosalie's no is, is warranted. And I respect it because Rosalie's like, I don't like this. This is not what I wanted. You know, it sucks. And I and I wish somebody would have said no for me. So respect, Rosalie. I think she's the only character that makes any goddamn sense in this whole saga. And I, you know what? I'm sticking to it. Rosalie. Rosalie and Charlie. 
No, in not the even movie. Charlie. Uh, there's some stuff where I'm like, are you really that dumb in the movie? So slightly Charlie, but Rosalie's the only one where she's just like, nah, she calls it how it is. I like her. Um, so there, it's it's done. They they voted. I, now what? Uh, she's going to graduate high school, and then Edward's like, I have more, you know, conditions. I want you to marry me. Oh, that I guess that was the cliffhanger. Marry me. She's like, oh, well, shit. in the movie, yes, but I think the proposal initiates a lot earlier in the book than it does in the movie because in the movie they did it obviously for dramatic effect. They they said uh, marry me, and then she goes, yeah. <gasps> And either way, it it's I. Yeah. Either way, it's stupid because she's she is she's eighteen. Which okay, out of all the things that she's ready to do, the marriage part is like nah. That's that's a step too far, <laughs> bitch. What? So okay, his condition is that he will be the one to change her if she marries him. If not, yeah. then it'll be Carlisle. Yeah. So she wants, she again, she's like a, a bratty little kid. She wants what she wants. So she's like, oh, fine. Um, I guess she doesn't, she doesn't agree. Well, she yet, doesn't know. She doesn't actually say yes in this one. Yeah. So she's just like, no, no, this is really what I want though. Um, but yeah. So this is where we're left on this, on this, fingernail biting cliffhanger of marry me. <sighs> Another one is down. We're halfway there, Mel. I'm so just lost right now in life because of this. I thought it, it was going to be like fun and light yeah. and I'm just like I'm so lost <laughs> and talking about it didn't help at all because I think I'm even more confused now because there's stuff that you bring up that I'm like did that happen in the book yeah and I, I just I don't know and then you're like what about Alice and Jasper why can't why are they the ones that can affect her mind why? blown unreal oh my god I don't even know what to, I don't even <sighs> say this uh, I guess it's time that we do our reviews so, um, Jackie, just do, you do it. You do it. <laughs> okay, the book, I'm going to say three out of five. I think last week I went three and a half out of five. Yeah. Uh, but there's just way too much angst in this one than the first. The movie is a two out of ten. If I have to watch it again, it's going to be a one out of ten. We watched this movie uh, so many times just to understand yeah, it, it, the primary the primary reason why I cannot tolerate this movie and I will not watch it again is because of Kristen Stewart as Bella and her screaming when she has nightmares and her moving while or talking while moving her lips but not actually opening her mouth. It's just the weirdest thing in the world. I don't I I can't. I can't. I can't. It, she's so bad. I really tried to like give her a break. You know, but it is. It's really her. She she makes the movie god awful. Mm-hmm. Even Taylor Lautner, 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 whatever, and uh, Robert Pattinson are not bad. They're fine. She's so fucking awful. 
All right. There okay. was there were some scenes though with with Taylor Lautner that he just stands there and the way he's positioned, I'm like, that's a really awkward stance. Like, is he trying to seem relaxed or tense? Yeah, I think he just had bad direction. Yeah, they were more like, can you flex a bit more? Yeah, I'm not seeing enough <laughs> ab. Okay, uh, it, that, I think that's really what it is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Which also I think is like child exploitation because I, I look at him and I think he's 12. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Last week I gave Twilight a four out of five because I'm like, you know what? I like it. So here's how I'm going to rate this. If I go along with the I lock all my soapboxes away and I'm in it just for the escapism and the vampires, I'm giving it a four out of five again. But if I'm looking at this with a critical lens, I'm giving it a one out of five because there's mm. some shit in here that I am like, no, <laughs> it's not okay. So one out of five for if you take shit seriously, don't read this. Four out of five for it's got sparkly vampires and a werewolf and, you know, like a weird love triangle. It's kinky. I can do it. Sure. <laughs> the movie, though. No, I'm one out of 10 again. It's fucking trash. All right. You know what? 1.5 <laughs> out of 10 because it is better oh. than the last one. Oh, a little, little bump there. Little 1.25. <laughs> Slightly. Oh, God. goodness. It might just because like we, we had to watch it so many times just to like reorient ourselves. Yeah. And we shouldn't have to do that with the movie. <laughs> no. So, yeah. So then I think, uh, I, I guess we are both agree again this week. If when it comes to the reading and the watching and then the DNFing, uh, read it. Yeah, but, but this only is a situation. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a situation definitely where it, not necessarily life or death, but somebody says that in order to get $2 million, you either have to watch the movie or read the book. Just read it. Obviously, most sensible people would just watch the movie because it's only two hours. Whereas mm. the book is going to take you longer than two hours to get through. But is the suffering worth it? The movie is so bad. Until like the last 20 minutes because then Michael Sheen and, and Dakota Fanning come into it and they fix things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And also in the book, that whole catatonic um, montage that you get in the movie mm -hmm. is just empty pages. So yeah, plus it has plus. the names of months for like five pages. That's it. All right, so <laughs> two down books, two to go, three movies to go. So we will, um, we will. <laughs> We will continue on with next week being Eclipse. We're broken. Jackie and I are broken. But we just have to it. get through a couple more weeks, Mel, and then we get into July. Yeah, July should be fun. July is our um, yeah. military month. Okay, so next next week we got Eclipse. Um, we're, we're taking the love triangle full speed. Okay, we're getting deep into it. Um, 
there's going to be a lot more uh, shirtless werewolves. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's going to be <laughs> a, a really 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 pissed off redhead. Yeah, there's there's um, her, gonna be like her a, little boy toy. Yeah, yeah, a vampire army. They're gonna be sleeping on a mountain. There's, there, I don't really understand the third one. Oh yeah, I just gotta get this off my chest. What really doesn't make sense about that movie is that when they are on the mountain, there's snow all over the place, but they're having totally normal conversations, like it's sixty-five, seventy degrees outside. And she's not yeah. wearing a jacket. Yeah, like it makes sense for Jacob and Edward because they just don't feel it. It's not yeah. affecting them. But she's like, oh, this is fine. No, no, you are on a mountain in Washington. It is snowing. Yeah. It's freezing. It's like hypothermic up there. Anyway, so yeah. we're going to do that. Uh, we'll talk probably a lot about that scene next week. Um, yeah. Uh, it, we're, Jackie and I are lost for words. We don't even know how to end this. We're just like, oh, there's more. <laughs> With a really emo style. Bye. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's what we'll do. We'll leave it off with that. <laughs> Until next week. B- bye. bye. Send help. Save us. <laughs>